Hi, I'm Will Ortel from CFA Institute, and I'm here at the Concordia Summit in New York City with Ron Bruder, who's the founder of Education for Employment, uh, which is a, char a charity that I'm very excited to hear more about the work of uh, tomorrow in a small group session. But, you know, Ron, before we get to that, um, you know, I was at a conference uh, earlier this week where one of the panelists said, you know, the biggest problem right now is how low Janet Yellen is comfortable pushing the unemployment rate. Now, it, you know, it, it doesn't really seem like that is the key concern for the communities that you're affected in. Uh, that you're operating in. W what is? What our is is getting the kids aligned with the needs of industry mm -hmm. and having them go through the educational system and get a job. Gotcha. You know, in most of the countries we operate, with maybe all of them, the more education you have, the less employable you are. Unemployment almost doubles in Jordan with a college degree. Wow. So there's a mismatch, and our job is to train youth for jobs that really exist mm -hmm. and correct the mismatch. And that's because the college degrees that people are getting in Jordan are just not useful, not valued by industry in some way, right? The yeah, they have higher expectations, higher demands. Gotcha. And sometimes lower utility. Mm -hmm. And this isn't only Jordan. It's Egypt, Jordan, Morocco, Yemen, Gaza, West Bank, Tunisia. These are countries that we're doing pretty much the same thing in. Gotcha. Now, you know, I, I want to sort of say, you know, it seems like, I mean, Mutar Kent was on stage earlier today, and, you know, he's the CEO of Coca-Cola. And he said that his number one uh, fear uh, right now is youth unemployment. Uh, and so w if it's kind of reaching that level in the boardroom, it would seem like it's kind of a concern. W what are the risks of doing nothing here? Like what, what happens if, you know, just on, on the status quo, if nobody gets involved? And then, you know, what happens if, it, if things deteriorate? What's, what's the issue? Well, the reality is that I believe, and that's why this is my full-time job, that unless nothing is something done, something critical done, you have burgeoning, growing populations, burgeoning youth, and systems that aren't training them in the 21st century. And so these kids go to school, many of them go to college, and they come out with a degree that gives them no utility, and they're frustrated and angry, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, and, and you know, it's, I, I saw an observation of, of yours earlier where you said, uh, like, you know, they, they don't have student loans yet over there, and, you know, if, if you have anything to do with it, they will. Uh, you know, it struck, I, you know, I, kind of I'm a student loans guy also. Me yeah, too. So, yeah, so, I wouldn't uh, be sitting here. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I mean, so, I mean, that just kind of serves to address the size of these gaps. Um, and, and that's quite, quite an interesting thing. Now, what, um, you, this isn't something that you, you woke up one morning uh, and, and just did. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> a lot of years of planning. Yeah, it, it, we started thinking about it in 2001 at our first graduating class in June of 06. Okay. So that we didn't just run into it and say, okay, we have the solution. No, no, so, so, I mean, you had to rely on some analysis tools, some, some sort, I mean, you had to build some conviction to, towards learning, towards knowing that what you're doing is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. What did you rely on? What, what was that the, the difference maker for you there? Well, I brought in people a lot smarter than I in this area. Mm -hmm. So I have an initial board, my founding board, with people that are well-known thinkers, people like Shibley Talhami, Anwar Sadat Professor, Alton Fry, he was the president of Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, Ellen Lapson, she ran the Stimson Foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Smith, um, he's a key partner in Arnold and Porter. Mm -hmm. These are real smart people that understood the world. We also brought in the Brookings Institution to help us figure out what to do, and we hired them to help us think the problem through with us. Gotcha. 
And then I traveled a lot with one of our founding board members, Mokhtar Lamani, who was at the time the, the ambassador to the UN for the Organization of Islamic Conference. Gotcha. So it was really the kind of mix of conversations, firsthand evidence, and you know, just kind of the general. I guess you're building a, a choir that needs to that sees this as something that's important, and that, that helps reinforce the conviction. What about the emotional process? What what happened? What sparked the realization that you know you wanted to be a philanthropist? I never wanted to be a philanthropist. I still don't see myself as wanting to be a philanthropist. I want to solve a problem. And so 9/11 happened. Eldest daughter was by the World Trade Center. I had also spent a lot of time in Ireland in the late 1990s, and I saw how when the economy moved forward, lives changed, conflicts diminished, disappeared. And so I looked at what's going on in the Middle East, and I said, initially my thought was, let's do a Marshall Plan. Let's go into this region and rebuild the economies. Nobody wanted to do that. Too, too much money? Too much money. It took yeah. billions. I didn't have billions to throw at it. I had reasonable funds, and I put in the initial capital to do it, but I didn't have that kind of resources. Mm -hmm. And so with my team, my original board, and the consultants we hired, we learned that the educational system basically is broken. Mm -hmm. And the things that they teach are not things that are needed in the labor market. And the methods they use are antiquated and appropriate for 50, 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so we made two critical decisions. One was we were going to form local boards. We were going to have powerful local business leaders, we hoped, become our chairman. They would hire the CEO. They would bring the rest of the board together. And it would become a local operation, not where we had the hubris to tell them what they needed. They figured it out. They would figure it out themselves. And it's worked phenomenally well. In each country, we have powerful women and men that are leaders, and they're making the changes. We're not. We're helping them providing curriculum, funding, operational tools, but it's their foundation. And they only train when they know there's a job at the end. And they mostly train women. Hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of hip in development circles to talk about how important it is to empower women. Uh, why did you take that, deci it, that, that decision? To, to, is that just the focus of that's what they'd like? The women are more inclined to take the educational stuff, or, is, or is it, uh, was it a conscious choice on the part of the It was a conscious choice, and the choice was made because I learned, I've been told by people a lot smarter than I, that training women in that part of the world, maybe globally too, has much more of a sociological impact, has much more effect on the next generation than changing men. Gotcha. And quite frankly, I've seen it real close up and personal. A lot of the women we train, tremendous energy, they have less ego, they're much more resistant to fear of failure. Mm -hmm. And so they've been, like in terms of entrepreneurial training and a lot of the jobs we do, they are the go-getters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I mean, not surprising from you know, other stuff I've read about development. Now, before I let you go, uh, which I promise I will do at some point. Uh, the, Take your time. <laughs> I'm enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I want to kind of ask you, you know, what's the thing that people don't really ask you about that you wish you had more of an opportunity to talk about? I guess, to me, if we can get that part of the world educated and prosperous, they can be a very peaceful, productive global partner. Mm -hmm. If we can't, then you're going to have a lot of unhappy people and just look at history. Mm -hmm. It's not good for us, not good for the globe. It's not good for business and, quite frankly, it's not good for humanity. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of give them the tools that they need to, to move up the development chain and, and, be, and be a partner in the, in the world. These kids are as smart and as hungry as we are. Yeah. And a lot of them are frustrated because they pay the dues, they go through the system, they don't get the cheese. That's a, that's a shame. 
So Ron, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, and, and thank you all also for, for sharing your time with us. Copyright 2015 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.